This is the Adventure Church Podcast. In this final message from the series, Lessons from the Heroes, Pastor CJ brings to life the 19 little words spoken from the servant girl in 2 Kings 5. Her theme is this, one small act can make a big difference. Do you sometimes get discouraged with doing the little things in life? Remember, God can take those little things and grow them to become great things. We hope you enjoy this message. So praise the Lord. Take all your sermon notes today, and we're going to jump right into uh, our sermon notes. Uh, we're, we're going to be doing a series coming up called Five Smooth Stones and Four Left. And I'm excited about this. And like I said, I, I, I journal everything that I do, and I got all of them written in my other journal. And so it's really easy when God now this Brian inspires me, and I write them, and now I'm just going to take them off my journal slip and put them onto paper. And so thank you for uh, being with us today. And our, our, today I want to talk to you about lessons from the heroes. And if you were here the last few times, uh, we missed one. Pastor Carolyn was going to speak in my absence uh, on the fourth one, and she was going to talk about about her hero, but we talked about a couple of heroes over the last couple of weeks, and first of all, we talked about Abraham, if you weren't here, and we talked about Abraham, and Abraham's lesson to us was God always does the right thing, and that was Abraham's lesson to us, that God always does the right thing. How many have ever said this, God, when, where, and how are you going to do this, and when God done it, it always turned out to be the right way, and sometimes we don't understand the mind of Christ, and sometimes we don't understand what he He's doing and where he's going and how he's going to do it, but God always does what's right. Amen? So just make that sign sealed and delivered. God will always do what's right on your behalf. He's not looking out for his own interests. Now get this. He's not looking out for his own interests, Marsha. He's looking out for your interest. He's looking out for your interest. And so, Deb, he wants to do what's right for you. He always has you in mind. So everything that he does is not for his own interest. It's for ours to do what's right. And so if you can can, man, you can put that to rest that God will always do what's right for you. Then we talked a couple weeks ago, we talked about Moses. And we talked about Moses that living from the safe zone into the faith zone. Moving from the safe zone to the faith zone. How many of you know that sometimes we like our to be comfortable? But that's not faith. Faith is stretching us. It's stretching us and moving us to do bigger and better things. God doesn't want us to live in yesterday's manna or yesterday's experience. God wants us to always be stretched. We talked about a rubber band is not using its purpose unless it's stretched. And so we need to be stretched, and God wants to stretch us. He wants to move us, Adam, from the safe zone to the faith zone. Now, faith is a substance of what? Things unseen, but things hope for. And what moves us from the safe zone to the faith zone is we walk by faith and not by sight. And a lot of times we stay in the safe zone because it feels comfortable because what we can see, what we can manage, and what we can control. But God doesn't want us to be that way. Faith is being, okay, God, where you lead me, I will follow. I will do that which I call you to do, and I will follow with what you call me to do. My wife has a note here. Today is, wait a minute, we got to give another shout out. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Thank you, my pookie woman. Today is Jeremiah's 30th birthday. Woo! 30 years old. 
Look at him. Uh, there he is right there. Look. He is 30. As they say, 30 down and dirty. 30 down and dirty. Happy birthday to you. You live in a zoo. You look like a monkey and smell like one too. Happy birthday, Jeremiah. Praise the Lord. But, but today I want to talk to you about someone today, about a person that, that maybe you won't even see as a hero. Uh, this person I want to talk to you today doesn't even have a name in the Bible. Doesn't even have a name in the Heroes Book of Faith or the Hebrews 11, the Heroes of Faith chapter. This person I want to talk to you about is a person that is, to us would probably be overlooked, has no significance, no, uh, no really standout, no charisma, no position, no power, this person I want to talk to you about maybe is like you, that maybe you feel like you're overlooked. And maybe you feel like you're uh, not valued. But this person spoke 19 words, and 19 words changed the course of people's lives. And sometimes in your life, you may feel like you're insignificant. You may feel like you're not valued. You may feel like you're not one that's looked up to or respected. Maybe you feel like you're taken for granted and you live in a life of routine that everybody just takes me for granted and I'm not respected or appreciated for the things that I do. But this person was a person that changed the course with 19 words. You see, listen, this person we're going to talk about today, the lessons that we're going to talk about is the servant girl. How many of you honestly can say that you read through the Bible and you read about the servant girl? Okay, we got one, two. We got one, two, three, four. Can I get five? Okay, all right. Maybe three that can honestly say that we read about the servant girl. I can honestly tell you until I was doing my devotions a couple weeks ago that I didn't, I didn't really see this really jump out at me. Lucy, I really didn't. I didn't see it really jump out at me until I was doing my devotions and writing in my journal about this point, about this servant girl. And I was going to do another hero until I saw this one. You see, listen, she was a servant girl to her mistress in the house of Naaman. And so she was a servant girl. In other words, she was a slave. She had no voice, no position, no power, no authority. Matter of fact, she walked under the feet of others because she was a slave to Nahum and her mistress, his mistress. But listen, here's one of the things that we can learn from that. Her theme was one small act can make a big difference. That's what her theme for her life was. Now get that. This servant girl, her theme was one small act can make a big difference. Now, remember that. One small act can make a big difference. You see, it's the small things that lead to the big things. How many know that's true? It's the small things that lead to the big things. How many sometimes we feel like we get overlooked, that man, we're not appreciated? But it's the small things that lead to the big things. Listen, it's the little things that lead to the big things. It's the little things that let you practice, that let you practice for the bigger things. It's the little things that let you practice for the bigger things. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Wasn't it David that took on the lion and the bear before he took on Goliath? 
It was the little things that led him to the big things. You see, the, the little things were the preparation for him, Steve, to take on that giant. You see, a lot of times it's the little things in life that lead us up the mountain to conquer the bigger things that maybe God has put before us. I know this, that when I took, uh, took up basketball, when I started playing basketball, I, I couldn't play. I didn't know really the game. But you know what? My coach taught us the basic fundamentals. And the basic fundamentals, number one, were being able to dribble. Number two was being able to pass. Number three was being able to, able to pick and, and set a pick for the other players. And so he taught us the basic fundamentals of basketball. But once I learned the basic fundamentals or the little things of basketball, then I was able to adapt to the bigger things of basketball, which was rebounding, which was boxing out, was, was setting more picks, which was running plays. But I had to learn the basic or the small things of basketball to even start playing basketball. And once I learned or, or mastered those little things, Lisa, then it led me to be able to do the bigger things. And sometimes the little things in life may seem to be immaterial to you, but they really truly have an effect on others, even though you may not think so. Listen, I love this. It's the little things that prove your character. Because when you do the little things, even though they seem insignificant, it proves your character that you're going to follow through then when it comes to the bigger things. Sometimes in, our, in the little things of life, we just want to blow them off. We just want to forget them. We just don't want to do it. But it's the little things in life that lead and show your character. I uh, had a snowmobile one time, and I'll never do it again. I, I, I've only been on it one other time since that. But I had two snowmobiles blow up. And both times they blew up, they blew up on going across Devil's Lake. Come out, amen. amen. Every time I go over that lake, I'm like, come out, in Jesus' name. I'm going to rename it from Devil's Lake to Jesus' Lake, amen. But both times I went over there, Joe, I kid you not, both times I, I had a snowmobile blow up. And so I took it, I won't say the place, I took it and got it repaired here, and uh, I, I got the, the, my snowmobile repaired here, and, and then uh, not too long after that, I was out riding the same snowmobile that I got repaired, I got riding it, and when I was riding it, it blew up again. So I took it to a different place by this time, and I was totally shot, and I couldn't fix it. And what happened was the, the, the maintenance man, the guy that was repairing it, said, uh, CJ, what happened was they put a screw in the wrong place, and because the wrong place they put this screw, the cylinders weren't being able to go to the full head, and it blew the cylinder head. But something so small blew my snowmobile again. I don't get all the ins and outs. I'm not a mechanic by any means. But something so little blew my motor on this, on this snowmobile. The point is, you see, the little things show your character. And sometimes you may think the little things are insignificant, but the little things really lead up to the bigger things. And God wants to see if you're going to be faithful with the little things so he can give you much. And a lot of times, some of us are right in that middle of the road all the time with God. And God is saying, listen, how can I trust you with much if I can't trust you with little? 
Always remember that. God can't trust you with much if he can't trust you with little. So listen, little things prove your character. New beginnings usually start with little things. How many of you know that's true? I mean, I tell you, my wife and I, we are on baby watch. I mean, I tell you, my, my, my daughter is ready to, to pop any, any time. Pop goes the weasel in. The weasel said pop. Amen. I wish it would pop. And I mean to tell you, I, I, she, she's, I just wait for her to pop. And, and we've been back and forth. We thought, man, false alarm. She's going to have her baby. You got to come now. We come down there. No baby. I mean, it just gets frustrating. And then, then we go back down. No baby. So I told my wife, I said, honey, you're going to go, baby. And I'm going to stay here, baby, until we have the baby. And, uh, but, but you see what I'm saying? But the thing is, Joe, I'm, I'm waiting for this to happen. You know, and so we're on baby watch, but when the baby is born, guess what? It's so exciting because I get to watch the newness of this little one grow. And while we're on baby watch, we got to bring one of our grandbabies home with us for a few days. And I'm telling you, hey, listen, I, I love my grandbabies, but I mean to tell you, Dawn, they wear you out. Jamie, God bless you. Adam, God bless you. Anyone's got little ones, Lord, hail Mary, full of grace. Bless this baby in your waist. Amen. Because I mean to tell you, they wear you out. Look at, look at, Val's holding one of yours now back there. Amen. And Jamie's saying, thank you, Mom. Amen. But I mean, they wear you out. But you know what? When she came around little Zion, she brought life to our house. I mean, man, she talked, 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 talked. And I never, man, don't, don't, don't ask me the question, why, Pastor? Because I ain't going to answer anymore. But I mean, new beginnings, little things have new beginnings. And they have new life. And you never experience the fullness of life if you don't start somewhere. And it always starts out small. Now, in Matthew 13, you can read about there, and I love this. And I, I carry in my pocket everywhere I go, I have 22 miracles in here. And what these are, this is a little vial. I gave one even to all my board members, as I have 22 little seeds in here. And so I got 22 miracles that I'm believing for. I'm believing for 22 miracles. But you see, now watch what Matthew 13 says. Now watch this. He says this, Joe. He says, go ahead, put it up there. Wait, we don't got it. Time out. I'll look it from here. Amen. But it says this. He said to them a parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Never get that. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Now watch this. He doesn't leave it there. Which a man took and planted in the field. So he says, well, what's the big deal? It's a mustard seed. Here's the big deal. Watch what he says in verse 32. Though it is the smallest of seeds. Look how small that bad boy is. Doesn't that look insignificant? To you and I, it looks so insignificant. Look at even a poppy seed. Have you ever seen the poppy seeds? They look like little fleas all over your bed. Amen? And, but, they, but, they're, but they're little poppy seed. And here is the mustard seed that yet looks so insignificant. So small, but look what it turns into. God can take your little and make it much. And he goes on to say, now watch this. Though it is so the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it becomes a tree that the birds can perch, uh, come and perch in its branches. Wow. Something so small, something so insignificant becomes so big that the birds can perch on its branches. 
God can take the little, but it's something that started out small that became big. And if you see there, something so small that became big, one of the things is the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, yet becomes the largest of all the garden plants. Isn't that cool? The smallest of seeds, but yet becomes the largest of all the garden plants. Now, the other day, I had a chance to go over to Susan Back's house, and I'm going to tell you, that lady, if you've never been to her house, it's crazy. Her, her whole house is a greenhouse. I'm talking from top to bottom and everything in between. She's got so many flowers there, it's unbelievable. And then you go out, and now she's got them in her garden, because before she had them in her house, that was a couple weeks ago, she had them in her house. Now, I can't wait to go outside. But she plants them from a little seed. And she watches them grow. And she nurtures them. I mean, she's like a mom to millions of plants. And she goes and she waters them, man. She takes care of them. She puts the fertilizer on. And you're seeing that little seed grow into these beautiful plants. The point is that God doesn't care how big or how small you are even right now. All he wants you to be is obedient even in the small things of life. God says he wants you to be obedient in the small things of life. Listen, I like this. You see, changing a diaper may seem like a little thing. All right? It may seem like a little thing, but it's a big thing to a baby. Amen? You know, to you, it's like, oh, this is a natural thing to do. Amen? But if you don't change that diaper, that baby's going to have diaper rash, and then you're going to really pay the price. But you got to change the diaper. It may not seem like a big thing to you, but it is to that baby. Somebody say amen. amen. You see, that's the point. God wants you to be aware or mindly, keenly aware of those little things. You see, moms, listen. I know that some of you moms may feel insignificant, unimportant. Maybe you feel like, man, all I am, the taxi driver to my kids. I get up in the morning. I take them to school. I pick them up from school. I do the laundry at the house. I fold all the clothes, and nobody sees me when I'm folding the clothes, and I'm putting them in their dresser. Or I'm doing all the laundry, and I'm doing all the house cleaning. And I'm doing the dishes. And sometimes you may feel like you're insignificant, and you may feel like it's unimportant. But I'm here to tell you today, I am so grateful that my mom washed my clothes because, man, I was able to smell good. I was able to look good. I was able to dress good. But you know what? Every little small thing, mom, that you do may seem insignificant to you, and you may not feel like you get the praises and the pats on the back from your son or your daughter or maybe even your spouse, but God sees what you do. You see, I've learned a secret that in my walk with God, God says, hey, listen, you're working unto me. Not unto man, but you're working unto God. And when you're working unto God, God honors the little things as well as the big things. Fathers, you may feel like you're insignificant. You're taken for granted that every morning you get up early in the morning. You have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You have to make your lunch. You have to get in your car. You have to drive to your place of employment. You work all day long. You put food on the table. Man, you supply the kids with clothes. And then you buy their tennis shoes for sports. And then you do all the other things. You buy the letter jacket for your kids and all these things and you feel like you're unappreciative let me tell you something dads everything that you do God sees and he's not saying to you that man that you're not valued but he's saying to you you're well done thy good and faithful servant you're being the priest of your home you're being the father that I called you to be you're doing what you're supposed to do even if it seems insignificant you're doing that which I called you to do 
You see, if you're always waiting for the applause of man, you're going to be waiting for a long time. Why do you think David had to encourage himself in the Lord? David encouraged himself in the Lord because, you know what? He wasn't receiving the applause of man, but he was receiving the comfort from God. And that motivated him to continue to do that which God was calling him to do. You see, in Zechariah 4.10, it says these words, Who dares despise the day of small things? Who dares? In other words, Jordan, how a shame on you. Don't look at the small things. Don't, don't, don't look, Judy, at the, the small things that may seem insignificant, that seem unimportant, Jamie, that seem like they're not valued. Bill, don't look at those things. Because small things become big things. And he says, don't, don't look at those things. Since the seventh, uh, seven eyes of the Lord that reigns throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zebedee. So don't despise the day of small Troy beginnings. Don't despise those things. Don't laugh at them. Don't ridicule them. But rejoice in each landmark and each, each lily pad that you jump from one to another. Don't despise those days because little things lead to big things and little victories lead to bigger victories. But you've got to rejoice in those little things because they lead you to bigger things. I've always learned this to be so true that sometimes we, we miss to celebrate the little things because we're always waiting for the big things. You know, when I, when I was uh, in Colorado, Cheryl and I, we used to walk a lot, and we used to do a lot of different things. But, and we'd drive down this road. We lived on, in, in Colorado, I think the people there are illiterate, and, and they, huh? Built on illiteracy. There you go. And because they don't have street names, really, seriously. They don't have street names. They have a, B, C, D, E, F, G names or letter names, okay? So we lived right off of F and a half road, <laughs> which was 31 and a half road or F and a half road. That's how it was. We lived on a corner of 31 and a half road and F and a half road. That means our address was F and a half on 31 and a half road, which 31 and a half was 31 and a half miles from the border of Utah. That's how they were. That's, that's how it is. They, they, they don't know how to read there. I guess you just go, hey, all right. And so we would always go down F and a half road, right? So we'd go down F and a half road, and we'd, we'd buzz down this road in our car. And, I, I mean, man, we'd see all the beautiful farms and the, the cattle and the, the beautiful livestock and the, and the crops that were growing and stuff. Then we started riding our bikes, and, you know, it was so crazy because the ones we started riding our bikes, I thought to my wife, I said, honey, did you notice right here alongside the shoulder that the stream was right here? And then we started noticing different things. And it was like, wow, I, I never noticed that before. And then we started walking. And as we started walking, slowing down life, then we really began to experience the full thing or the full effects of F and a half road. <laughs> and it was so cool because... We, we would buzz down, and we, we just got, whoosh. it was like a blur. But then we slowed down on our bike, and each time we slowed down, we discovered more things. And you know what it did? Barbara gave us more conversation to talk about that. Honey, did you see that before? Did you know that was there before? Did you, Lisa, did you know that? I didn't know that was there before. And you know what? Throughout the day, we're like, man, that's pretty cool. 
And so, you know what I did from that? No kidding. From my, what I did from that, I learned something. That I learned that, you know what, I've taken five different ways. When I lived in Grand Junction, I used to take five different ways to go to church. So if I would go one way to church, I'd go back another way. Because I always wanted to observe what was going on around me. And so what happened was, I learned that if I slow down in life, now get this, if I slow down in life, I can enjoy the little things more. But what happens so many times is we are so caught up trying to obtain the bigger things that we forget the little things. And the little things of life, you know what happened when I walked down there? It was the craziest thing. Marilyn, when I was walking down Ephraim and a half road, I found the toolbox. I kid you not. I'd walk down the road, I'd find a wrench. I'd walk down the road, I'd find a screwdriver. I'd walk down, I kid you not. Before you know it, I had a full toolbox. <laughs> What do people do? Throw out their hardware? Throw out their tools out the window? I'm not kidding you. I find them. I didn't even see them before. But it was the little things that led to the big things. You see, listen. Sometimes we are looking for the applause of man instead of the Lord. The Lord sees the little things as well as the big things, and he is pleased with us. He is pleased with us. He is pleased with you. He is pleased with you. Even though you may seem insignificant, maybe your job doesn't seem as important to others, but your job makes others better. And your job, what you do, helps others to go on in their job. If you ever look at life, life is a circle or full of events. If, if this doesn't happen, that won't happen. And if that don't happen, that won't happen. Everything hinges on the little things that lead to the bigger things of productivity of cars. Did you know that because cars, and this is, I just found this out, you know that next year Ford Motor Company is going to stop making cars? They're going to make only SUVs and trucks. And the reason being is because cars are not selling anymore and they're not worth making anymore. So now they're getting rid of the Taurus and they're even Impala. Chevrolet is getting rid of the Impala and all these things. And they're moving to SUVs. And the reason being is because people want bigger and better. My point is this, guys. Listen. In life. What you may seem insignificant, every bolt that is turned on a car completes the car. And if we don't do the little things, it's not going to lead to the completion of the car. You see, that's the cool thing. If you have your notes, you can see on there the servant girl. Watch what this says. The servant girl, she was owned by Nahum, a powerful and highly respected man. Now watch this. you got to get this. I hope you're understanding the importance of where this girl was. Watch this. The servant girl's mistress was very nice and took good care of her. Her master was not unkind, but he was not warm either. So I want you to see the setting. She had no voice. She had no position. She had no power. She had no authority, Marcia. Look at what God's doing. Now watch this. This is so cool. The servant girl makes one little statement that changes things forever. One little statement that changes things forever. What do you say that with me? One little statement that changes things forever. One little thing that you do can change the things forever. When I was working on my car back when I was going to the city, my wife and I had a Dodge Colt. 
It was the greatest little car, four-speed. My wife didn't know I knew how to drive, didn't know how to drive a stick shift. I kid you not. I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. Guess where I learned how to drive a stick shift? Of all places, honest engine. I kid you not. This is where I learned how to drive a stick shift. In Duluth. I'm trying to change gears going up a hill. I had to go to the chiropractor the next day. The people thought I was having seizures next to me. I mean, I was like, Marvel the Mustang, it's almost for real. I mean, and it was crazy. She didn't know I didn't know I drive a stick, but she found out afterwards. She does. She's a farm girl. Amen. But watch this. When I was doing my devotions, as a matter of fact, I, I kind of shared in my devotions on Wednesday nights, 2 Kings chapter 6. But this was where God really jumped out at me. I want you to hear this. And honestly, when I read this, I want to ask you a question. Would you really just pass over this? When, when we read these verses, will you pass over these verses? Watch these verses. 2 Kings 5, verses 1 to 3. Now, honestly, ask yourself, would you pass over them? In other words, would it be insignificant when you're reading them? Now, Nahum was the commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and is highly regarded because though he, uh, through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now watch this. Now get this. Will you pass over this? Pastor Crystal, when you're doing your devotions, would it just be like going through one ear and out the other? You see, when you read the Word of God, what is the Word of God saying to you? How can I apply it to my life? And how can I give it to others? And this is what God gave to me to give to you. Watch this. Now the bands of the raiders from Aham had gone out and had taken captive a young girl, a young girl from Israel, and she served Nahum's wife. And she said to her mistress, If only my servant would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him. Now, how many would look at that and say, that's no big deal. But those 19 words, if only, if only, if only, watch this, if only my servant would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him. How many would look at those 19 words and just pass by? Oh, say, that feels good. That's a good miracle. That's, that's just a feel-good, a feel-good butterfly. But you know what? Something seems so small, Jeff, became something so great. And i got to move quickly. Watch this. 19 words changed the course of Nahum. You see, something that seems so little, unimportant, even at first overlooked, rose to the top. Oh, man. Rose to the top. Always remember this. Cream always rises to the, the top. This was the cream. This was the cream of the crop. 19 words that rose to the top. Here's the lessons from the servant girl. The insignificant one. Maybe feeling like you, I feel insignificant. But yet she had a voice. Watch this. She acted even though she was small. I'm nobody. I have no position. I have no power. I have no place. I have no voice. But I'm going to walk in courage. 
You see, God doesn't care about who you are. He wants availability. And when he gives, has availability, he will use you to do that which he calls you to do. I love this. <laughs> Many times we discover what we can do because we think we are too small or powerless to make a difference. How many know that's true? I can't do it. Who am I? Who am I? Mother Teresa. Who am I? But she became powerful. Martin Luther King. I had a dream. He became powerful. You see, something so small became so big. You see, she was an outsider, a Jew living in Syria. She was a slave, the lowest of anyone could be in social standards. She was young. Why should a powerful leader listen to me? But most of all, most of all, she was a female in a male-dominant culture. Nobody's going to listen to me. After all, I'm a lady. Who am I? Ever felt like that? Who am I? Guys, you ever felt like that? Something so small. Whew. By standards of the day, she had nothing going for her, no power, no position, no possessions. The servant girl had faith that moved mountains, faith to believe the impossible, and faith to trust her God. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, it says this, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. Oh, man. My grace is sufficient for you. I'm so proud of you. I watch you all the time on Facebook. I mean that. I'm proud of you, man. My grace. Good to have you from Eau Claire. Good place to be. My friends back from Hudson, good to have you back. Cabiners, man, they're back. They opened the cabin. I'm back! I'm back in the saddle again. You don't know that neither. My grace is sufficient for you. Look at this. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. In your weakness. In your weakness. In your weakness. Everybody say weakness. In your weakness. That God doesn't look for full. God doesn't look for you to be full. He looks for you to be empty so he can fill you up with his power, strength, and his might to do that which he's called you to do. Somebody say amen. That's what he looks for. He doesn't look for broken or for completeness. He looks for broken because he comes to heal the brokenhearted. Whew. can't get excited. Your wood's wet. Amen. <laughs> Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Number two, she acted even though what she could not do or what she could do was small. In other words, her character was showing in the small things. She remembered. She remembered my, my God can heal. If you would just go see the man of God, who we know him as Elijah, he will heal you. She remembered. She remembered. You see, what she could do was small, but instead of being discouraged by what she, by, by, by what she couldn't do, 
she did what she could do. Cher, you see that? Craig, do you see that? Every time you, you I, I just love this man, and I go to his house, but every time you put that trim on that wall, you make a person happy. To you, you're probably sometimes cutting and sawing. Man, I get tired of this job. <laughs> but you know what? You make the person happy with that trim. Every time you go to Troy and you plow the snow for move it off the road so people like me can enjoy the pleasures of not getting stuck. Thank you, Troy. Can you do me a favor? Will you do me a favor? This is going to be silly. I want you to turn to the person right next to you and say thank you. Just tell them thank you. You see? Listen. Stop looking at what you don't have and what you can't do. But just do it, even if it seems small. Stop looking at what you don't have. Just do it. Susan, just do it. Thank you. She is our greeter coordinator. She puts things together. Man, isn't she doing a great job? Man, I'll tell you, thank you. Thank you for all the leaders out there this morning. You should see them. All the leaders out there, we're circling together, holding hands. Ushers, greeters, all that you do. Thank you, Michael, for putting the parking lot signs out there, for directing the parking out there. Man, it may seem insignificant, but you're making people happy because the congestion's not happening in the parking lot. Hallelujah. And we don't got a bunch of busy bees stinging us. She acted even though the stakes were not small. The girl took a huge risk when she expressed her faith that God could heal Nahum. God can take your little and make it much. Watch this in 2 Kings 5, verse 4. Watch this. Nahum went to the master, his master and told him what the servant, what the girl, the servant, what the servant, what the servant girl said. The servant. What is it better to serve than it is to give, right? I came not into the world to give, but to serve and give my life as a ransom. The servant girl, she gave 19 words that seem insignificant. She gave 19 words, and the servant girl from Israel had said, oh, this is awesome. I love this. Okay. Things that seem so little to you are really big to others. Now watch this. In 2 Kings 5, verse 14, look at the results. I've got to close because people are backed up out there. My wife is, no, I'm just kidding. She didn't. I'm just playing. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this, sir. Young man, don't despise the day of small beginnings. And don't let any, this is prophetic to you. I'm just being obedient to the Lord. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. God is raising you up. You are a, a vibrant man. You are a zealous man. God's hand is upon your life, and he's getting ready to do bigger and better things than you. Don't get discouraged. God has a great plan in store for you. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. God's redirecting your path, and God's getting ready to do some great things right now in your life. Ooh, I don't just, I don't. And I don't want to get in prophetic. I'll start moving in. Look at this. It's like I told you today. 
open it up, man. The little things. Watch this. Murray, watch. So he went down and dipped himself into the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Nineteen words. They say that women speak 75,000 words a day. And guys speak 60,000 words a day. 19 words change the course. My wife says she can't get in a word in edgewise with me. Now watch this. Don't ever discount the little things because they do matter. As we close, the servant girl's words of encouragement to you. Number one, if you want to make a big difference, be confident. Be confident. You see, listen, we have a great God, and there's nothing he can't do. Live like you believe it. Live like you believe it. Be confident. Put your shoulders back, your head high. Say, my God is an awesome God, and my God can do all things. There is no limits on God. The only limit on God is me. So, God, I open the floodgates. You come in, and I'll get out so that you can drive me, lead me, and direct me, and protect me, and use me in the way that you want to use me. My God. My God. Oh, number two, if you want to make a big difference, be credible. People always pay more attention to how you live than what you say. Mm. Number three, if you want to make a big difference, speak to people's needs. I always say, find the need and fill it. Find the need and fill it. Find the need and fill it. Amen. It's another song. Amen. I have grandkids that teach me all this. Number four, if you want to make a big difference, don't be afraid to do something, even if it seems so small. Will you stand with me today? I, uh, I want to say this to you. Uh, some time ago when I was pastoring, I, I really just felt the need to just take one of, we had our own special uh, cards that we had at Discover Church. And they were just, just cards that were blank. And I wrote a special handwritten letter to a person of our church. And I was just being obedient to God. Seems so small and insignificant to me. But I was just being obedient, writing a handwritten. And some people can't interpret my writing. It looks like speaking in tongues. And you know what? I wrote this letter to this individual. And you know what? When I wrote this letter, it's a true story, true story. When I wrote this letter, I did not have any idea that this person was attempting to suicide. And you know what this person did? Came walking into my office with this letter in hand and said, Pastor CJ, you have no idea that this letter saved me from committing suicide. I want to say thank you for this little thing that you've done for me. You see, it's the little things that matter. The servant girl would have got overlooked. Maybe you feel like you're being overlooked. But God sees your 19 words. Father, this morning, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for every individual. The servant girl is a hero. She may not be written down in the, the Heroes of Faith book of Hebrews 11. Her name's not even mentioned. She just called the servant girl. But God, you remembered. You remember. You remember. 
just like you remember the little things that seem so in important. Lord, you remember. So I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you would touch and encourage each individual here today. Bless them and keep them. Go with us as we go our way. And let us rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. For we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you this morning. God bless- Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. We here at Adventure Church would really love to hear from you. You can connect with us online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram by using at Adventure Church Siren or check out our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com.